Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T. I'm your host, Mr. T. Questions, comments, suggestions, always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. We're talking living life tips. We're talking some tips for children with autism spectrum disorder. Today, let's talk successful participation at school, strategies for students with an autism spectrum disorder. This also comes from AOTA's tip sheets. Let's see how we could try to help. School OTs promote students' successful and independent participation in routines, tasks, and relationships across school-based settings through, through education and through education team collaboration and partnership with students. OTs can foster student access to an adequate progress in the national and or state-mandated curriculum with a commitment to evidence-based practices, OTs design strength-based interventions that diminish or eliminate barriers to participation and build competencies required for academic, social, school-based extracurricular and routine-oriented tasks. OTs support the development and implementation of data collection methods to monitor the effectiveness of intervention and supports like those suggested in this document. Children on the autism spectrum can present with varying areas and degrees of strength and need all items are written with the intent that an educator can differentiate supports and interventions to create the best fit between the student and the strategies it might be a lot of information we might break it up into two or three parts depending on how much we get through so let's see how much we can get through so as an educator, if you want to improve engagement and sustain attention to curriculum-based instruction, consider the following different strategies, using positive behavioral intervention and supports to promote success. We always say positive is better than negative. Positive reinforcement is always better than any negative reinforcement or punishment. Provide differentiated instruction in order to meet the needs of diverse learners. Provide visual cues that can help a student attend to salient features of activity, group conversation, or lecture, including limiting the amount of competing visuals in the classroom. A lot of times, if there's too much visuals in the classroom, there's too much going on, it's overwhelming, overstimulating for the child, and it can make them not attend well. Promote auditory salience by reducing the amount of competing noise and amplifying the volume of the speaker. If there's too much noise in the environment, there's too much that's going on. They hear too many people speaking. They hear too many noises. It's going to distract them. They can't focus on the teacher. Use a visual timer. I would suggest the time timer is a really great one. You could buy the app on the phone called time timer, or you could buy the actual visual one, the physical model of it. It's a clock that you move a knob and it has red and it shows how much time is left. It could go up to 30 minutes and it shows the child how much time is left and it allows them to gauge time especially good if a kid eats slow or doesn't eat fat or doesn't realize how much time is left for activities. It's really good, helpful visual cue. Use developmentally appropriate language. Pay attention to the number of words used at one time, language complexity and time between statements, processing time. Sometimes the kids need a few seconds to understand what you're asking. If you ask and expect them to respond right away, that might not always happen. Use preferred objects, special interests or favorite characters within lessons. Use different things that they love. If they love a sensory bowl, let them use that sensory bowl. Incorporate that sensory bowl. Use a playful approach and or humor when teaching. Always recommended to do that in general, but especially for kids, especially if they are on the spectrum. Try pauses, novel voices, whispers, or silly tones to capture attention. Break larger tasks into small chunks. Intersperse seated work with movement or integrate movement into activities. We mentioned before many times, 
Kids cannot sit for that long. Really, every 20 to 30 minutes, kids should get up for a couple of minutes. But even if you go longer than that, let them get up for a long time. Let them move around 10, 15, 20 minutes. Every so often within the hour, they really can't sit that long. I can't sit that long. So even more so, kids can't. So they need to get around. They need to move. Go Noodle is a great one. GoNoodle.com. Or even if you're going to use Move and Break, Zumba for kids or Tai Chi for kids, let them move around. Provide seating and positioning options and alternatives such as ball chairs, standing desks, seat cushions, and tables of sufficient height to work while standing. Sometimes kids need different inputs, different sensory input to give them that input they need in order for them to attend as best possible. Vary your position in the room while providing instruction. Don't stand still in one position for three hours. Move around. Let them follow you around. Provide structure for written assignments and activities. For example graphic organizers and provide alternative strategies for written productivity and use of technology such as portable word processors or word prediction software the ot can collaborate with the teacher to identify alternative activities or tasks or provide modifications or accommodations to tasks that foster participation in school routines and curriculum based instruction it doesn't always have to be exactly regimented there is way there are ways to be flexible in order to still accomplish whatever goals you have in mind. Develop solutions, both individual and classroom-based, that promote and reinforce sustained attention, including strategies related to sensory processing, executive functions, and positive behavior supports. Create modifications and accommodations to the classroom environment based on universal design principles. Make sure it's accessible to all, not just to someone on the spectrum. Identify technology supports to meet student needs. If you want the kids to write, who's to say they can't use those dry erase mark board markers I was talking about? Who's to say they can't use the touchscreen? They can't use the smart board. I would recommend using the smart board pens or the Promethea board pen so they get to learn to hold the instrument in the right grasp, but they don't have to sit sedentarily to do writing. You could do writing in Play-Doh. You could do writing in sand. You could do writing in water. Many different ways to meet the goals of what you want to see. If you want to promote friendship and peer interaction, consider create a structured, supported buddy system and develop peer-mediated instruction intervention. Teach students about inclusion, diversity, neurodiversity, and creating relationships that build on each other's strengths. Teach peer strategies to interact successfully with students with ASD, peer-mediated instruction intervention. Offer opportunities for the student with ASD to build on areas of strength and provide leadership. Within small groups or classroom activities, use the student's preferences to create activities and games to incorporate peers into play with the student. A child's main occupation is play. You have to put play throughout their day, throughout the school environment, and throughout the school structure. Not just for children with ASD, but all children need to play, learn through play, and play is where they go. So you bring play, you bring learning. Develop social stories to ease fears with social situations and improve confidence with conversation. Explain complex social rules and the hidden curriculum and prevent or immediately address bullying. The OT can enhance inclusiveness of the setting and create games and activities that provide the just right challenge, which we talked about, not too hard, not too easy, but just right to promote successful social participation and successful task completion, I would add. Foster positive peer interaction at recess and in the lunchroom. Identify after-school activities that are a fit for the student. Integrate strategies in a way that works for the classroom systems and culture. If you want to help a student manage his or her emotions and behavior, 
Think about incorporating stress reduction techniques prior to challenging activities, deep breathing, stretching, meditation, yoga, and mindfulness. We don't want to wait until the child is at that breaking point that's at the point of no return. I took an autism seminar, a seminar for children with autism last year. They talk about the cycle, how there's a point where it slowly climbs, 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 and then you reach the point of no return. That's the tantrum stage. And then it's very hard to get back to starting, very hard to get them back down. You have to preempt that. You have to figure out a way to get beforehand before they get to that. So give them the breathing, the stretching, the meditation throughout the day to allow them to be calm and allow them to be stress-free all day. Support the student's ability to identify and gouge emotions. Help the student learn emotional regulation and coping strategies. The OT can integrate tips from the AOTA School Mental Health Toolkit information sheets and the tip sheets, which are wonderful from AOTA. The OT can help address emotional regulation and identify necessary referrals. The OT can run groups with other educational team members about emotional regulation and conflict resolution. Just some ways that we could try to help. We're going to continue this and move on to another tip sheet here on OT Talk with Mr. T. So join us next time. And I'm your host, Mr. T.